Welcome to the Slaying Your Inner Dragons podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by Malice and Jax. Welcome everybody to episode one of the Slaying Your Inner Dragons podcast. It's Jax here with my co-host Malice. Malice, how'd your week go this week? It was a lot better than last. Still very, very hot. Um... But yeah, it's it's getting better. Had a pretty low point with work, uh, but that's just work. Um, pulled myself out of it. Working from home is a, a different type of uh, <laughs> a different type of beast. Uh, but still dealing with the public makes it harder when you have to basically self-teach uh, how you have to do your job. Um, like I said, working from home, it's not like we can just pick up the phone and call our our supervisors, say, "Hey, walk me through it." You reach out to them in a chat group, and they're like, oh, here, go read this. And it's like, bruh, I got an angry person on the phone. I can't do that. How about you just tell me? Um, but it, it's, it's just a learning curve. Uh, it's not the first work-from-home gig I've had. Um, it just this one, when certain things happen, like the power went out because we had those nasty storms, uh, my anxiety just goes through the roof, and it's like, all right, well, uh, am I going to get fired because that's what I've been used to? You get super reprimanded in, you know, quote, real life jobs. Um, owners and managers just don't, they just have a, like a zero tolerance policy, this, that, and the other. Or you've just worked for really crap people in the past. Um, but this company seems pretty, pretty okay so far. So it's uh, getting through that and then talking myself off the ledge of, uh, it's okay. You're human. It's going to happen. You couldn't control the weather. Um, yeah. Yesterday was a lot better than Friday. <laughs> so. Yeah. How'd your week go? The complete opposite. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I guess it was Tuesday. The internet service went out at the house and I first made some calls and they couldn't figure out what it was so I took it up to the store and we thought we got it fixed they replaced the sim card in the in the router and it was working at the store and then we took it back and it still wasn't working and days went by and they they finally just said we've researched it all we can and we can't do anything so basically I ended up having to cancel my internet service knowing that I had a podcast to do in, in a day or two and uh we had recorded a previous podcast at the local college here and we just kind of had to hope that it was going to be open. Uh, so we'll apologize in advance. There may be some echo or background noise you might hear on this episode, but we're in the process of trying to find a place without that. So hopefully by the next time you hear this, uh, it won't be like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was frustrating. And then there were some scheduling issues that were frustrating and and things like that so my anxiety this morning was pretty bad but uh, it improved as the day went on and today has been a good day the interview went really well and as you'll hear shortly and uh, it's definitely gotten better I think just actually sitting down and being able to record took a lot of pressure off so but uh, I'm I'm definitely glad that everything worked out as far as that was concerned. Yeah, and that's I mean that's that's always the tricky thing too is like when things happen, schedules don't sync up, and this, that, and the other, and then it's a waiting game to hear back from somebody, or in in that case, to get the internet fixed or not fixed. Um, definitely a, a high anxiety inducing 
uh, situation, but there's always a workaround. I mean, even if it had to have been delayed, which thankfully it didn't, um, there, you guys, where there's a will, there's a way. So, uh, we'll always get out to you. Yeah. Like I, like I was telling somebody else, if I had to record in the car with the air conditioner (laughs) on, I would have, I would have probably done it. Exactly. But, um, lost my train of thought there um let's see was that there was something else i was going to talk about that was related to that um oh as far as the internet's concerned um there are a couple possible thing upgrades that i can make in the next few weeks but the main reason we're having an issue and had to get this particular company in the first place is because uh on march 27th of 2021, which was the day before my birthday, our house got hit by a tornado. And uh, pretty much the only thing that wasn't damaged was the house and one car. And our insurance agency, which I will not name, uh, at first said everything's covered, uh, you know, you're taken care of, and then kind of slowly but surely backpedaled on a lot of it. So we ended up having to uh, you know, talk, talk to a lawyer and do that. And a year and a half later, we're still negotiating. Yeah. And the last, as the last that I heard, um, it's just about to the point where they're going to actually start repairing stuff. You know, a year and what four months, three or four Jeez. months later. Um, so that's been a really frustrating yeah. thing because we have like our fence needs to be redone. Our shop needs to be completely redone. Part of our roof, it didn't really damage the roof to the point that it's leaking or anything like that, but the roof had some damage. Um, let's see what uh, the uh, driveway needs to be completely redone. Mm. Um, one car was just completely total that they've never fixed. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of things have, uh, need to be repaired it did over a hundred thousand dollars damage so yeah uh that has that has been an ordeal and and made me you know made me mistrust the the insurance people quite a bit and and basically as soon as this gets taken care of we'll probably be switching to somebody else so that that's very frustrating so my point was as soon as we had an internet tower that was another thing that got destroyed and we had wired internet service and as soon as that gets fixed we can go back to wired internet service and have a way more stable connection than than this uh using phone towers internet that we had at this other company anyway so that that was a long-winded point (laughs) that i eventually got to But yeah, that was a scary day for sure. I was there when it actually happened. The winds got up to, I think, 120 miles per hour. Oh my God. And did, uh, like, we had like 30 trees down in the, in the front yard. We, I, I couldn't even get out of the driveway to go do anything for my birthday. We had to pay a crew to come and move the trees just oh. to, it was, it was pretty horrible, but thank, I mean, Thankfully, the house was pretty, I mean, it, a window didn't even get broken in the house. God. And uh, one car was completely undamaged, but uh, my dad's truck and my other other car were totaled. And, oh. and dad's, 
uh, has gotten fixed since then. They, for whatever reason, they never fixed the other. It was kind of the car that I would just drive to town in. I wouldn't really take it on long. Yeah. It was an older car, but uh, they didn't ever fix that. But it's been heck. Like they, they agreed to fix everything but the shop. The shop has been the kind of the point that they don't want to mm. repair. But I think it's fine. Hopefully, finally about done. So God, hopefully, we'll. I'll definitely keep the listeners posted on that because it's been. Ooh hella frustrated <laughs> golly so what do you have anything exciting going on this week oh working fine but well the, the the thing good thing about the job that i've got right now is we get to basically pick our shifts uh and it's usually for a three-week period which is great um so it's not like i'm having to work you know either straight through or x number of hours in a row blah 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 um and so I've at least tried to give myself those two days off, like either the weekend or stop working at a certain time during the day, just to take just to take time to myself. Uh, it's been a lot of chaos in the last couple of weeks. My mom has been out at the house trying to help, which she's she's done above and beyond what she should have been doing. Um, we're just trying to do some landscaping and get trees cut down. And you guys, look, I, we're not <laughs> we're not professional by any means. Uh, and we're out there with hand axes, a mini chainsaw, and shovels. So uh, we're using what we got. But it, it's come a long way. I just want her to be able to, you know, kind of, and she's been retired for a couple of years. And I just want her to be able to enjoy her weekends, my stepdad to come out there and enjoy his weekends. Um, and I've got to learn to start enjoying free time. You know, it's, yes, things need to get done, but they don't have to all be done all at one time. So... My goal for right now is just to get to Wednesday with work because uh, we had to pick up extra hours during the week because uh, business has just been increased with the call volumes. Um, they're planning for increased volumes with returns and this, that, and the other for this coming week because of last week's big sale. Yep. So after Wednesday gets here, I'll have a better idea of how the rest of the week's going to go um, just to fill it up with my downtime with uh, yard work and cleaning. <laughs> so. uh, as far as my day goes, I guess I'm going to take like the first day or two, you know, tomorrow and maybe the next day and just kind of de-stress yes. and do some cleaning on my own and, and uh, just kind of focus on other things for a day or two and then kind of come back to everything. and. Um, I need to kind of quit. I, I keep going back to the same thing. I need to quit overthinking and th always yeah. thinking the worst and um, doing stuff like that. Because, I mean, everything did work out. Like I said, we uh, there's definitely things we can improve as far as the sound quality and, everything, and things like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm just overstressing too much about it, and I need, need to stop. But I, I'm kind of conditioned to freak out of things yeah so i'm working i'm definitely working on it though so but um i guess that's that's pretty much all we have as far far as the opening uh we will be back with the interview with b dave walters and then we'll come back to wrap things up shortly after that so we will be back shortly welcome back to the slaying your inner dragons podcast I'm Jax, alongside my co-host Malice, and we're honored to have a man that I both respect and admire as our first guest. 
He's been a martial artist, a bodyguard, an actor, syndicated columnist, a writer of both comic and self-help books, host of a radio program, a tabletop gamer, and a dungeon master. He's worn many other hats in his life and career, including two of the most important, a husband and a father. Welcome, Mr. B. Dave Walters, to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. That was, that, was, that was quite an introduction. I appreciate that. That was the dozens and the dozens of my fans cheering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we start about talking about what it was like growing up uh, in Little Rock? Uh, woo. Uh, yeah, man. You know, I, it's funny. I just did this thing where I ran D&D for the cast of Stranger Things. And one of the things that I told them is I was like, the, the roles you guys are playing in this show was my actual life with slightly fewer dragons. Uh, you know, Arkansas was a good place to grow up, but it, it's, it was, you definitely got to get out of there by the time you're like 20 or you will never leave. Uh, I mean, I was, uh, I was an OG geek. My, my mom, uh, the first movie I ever saw in my entire life was Return of the Jedi when I was five, um, <laughs> which I barely remember. I just clearly remember the Emperor's Guards, the, just the bright red, uh, Emperor's Guards, um, you know, comic books, geek culture was kind of always uh, my life. And then started playing D&D when I was 13, right in the midst of the satanic panic. Uh, so I, I came up when all of this stuff was was dangerous. And then it just became really nerdy. And then uh, so to see it actually become um, mainstream and popular has been very wild, very wild. Now, you got into martial arts. Uh, who introduced you to that, and at what age did you get started? So, in college, I got super into Wu-Tang Clan, uh, the group. <laughs> and then uh, they sample a lot of martial arts movies. Right. And so I went and I watched all the movies, and I liked it. And there's been a couple of times in my life, I know it sounds strange, but this has literally happened to me, where I've had just, like, burning bush moments uh, where god or the universe or whatever just spoke to me just a you know a light opened up and it became clear uh what i was supposed to do and i was literally walking across campus at college and something said to me hey man you should train you should train in kung fu and i was like literally literally like somebody said it to me you should train in kung fu and i was like i don't have time right now between school and work but i'll do it when i graduate and it was like, okay, literally that happened. So <laughs> I, I, I graduated in May of 2001. Uh, I would have been 23 because cool because I, I did five years of college because I transferred and lost a year. And um, I graduated in May and uh, started training right then and never looked back and earned black belts in Shaolin Kung Fu and Tai Chi and have trained in Muay Thai and MMA and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Kempo Karate, Five Animals, Five Families, Kung Fu. I've done at least a little of everything. Jeez. Yeah. Now, what things that you learned as a martial artist do you apply in your life today? Duh, literally everything, but... Uh, <laughs> I think the two most important things are staying calm, not getting angry, because if you get mad in a fight, you will lose quickly. Um, and also just being fearless. Uh, I'm like, I, again, it, it was it was my job to face danger head on. So 
uh, what, what what's somebody in the comments gonna say to hurt me you know what i mean so it's like I think that's that's pretty much it i'm like i know actual tough guys so keyboard warriors don't bother me <laughs> now how did you transition from a martial artist into a bodyguard so growing up in little rock i grew up with um uh, all the band members of evanescence if you remember evanescence Yep. Uh, you know, they were huge in the early 2000s. They were all friends of mine. So while I was training in the, the after I'd earned my black belts, my buddy Ben Moody calls me and is like, hey, I want you to come be head of security for the whole band. And yeah. I was like, no. You know, I was like, no, nothing I've learned has like prepared me to be responsible for like 50 people's safety. Like, no. <laughs> and he kept calling and he kept offering me better and better deals. And then finally he was like, come just be my bodyguard. I'll pay you double what you're making and I'll pay it all in advance. And I was like, I mean, if you're going to twist my arm, you know, like if you're going to violate my civil rights, I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess I'll do it. Uh, and, and that was how it started. And went all over the place. Uh, all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll is very true. I don't know if it's the rockers trying to keep up with what they saw on TV and movies or movies keeping up with them, but that is literally what it's like. Literally what it's like. Um, <laughs> but, you know, most, uh, most of what I had to do was just herding cats. You know, it wasn't like trying to protect the president. It was just a really mostly saving them from themselves. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> pretty much night in and night out. Right. <laughs> Now, we already talked about uh, you went to Morehouse and you obtained an English degree, but then decided to delve into neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, was helping people something you think that was a trait you inherited from your family? Ah, look at you, having done all the background research. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, is, it is just my nature, you know? I mean, it's just uh, that I've... I mean, yeah, I was raised that way, but I mean, I think I, I would be like this uh, either way. It's just my, my I, I, empathy comes to me naturally, I suppose, you know? Yeah. Now you published a book called 49 Lost Secrets of Peace, Love and Money that's available at peacelovemoney.com. Uh, could you tell the listening audience a bit about the book and how it could enhance their lives? First thing I got to tell the audience is I apologize for the website. <laughs> the website kind of terrible. You know, I made it myself in 2008, I think. Um, you know, uh, maybe five people have read that book. But I got to tell you, that that is one of the most proud I've ever been of anything I've ever done, of just having finished that. If you have a book in your head, you should write it, even if nobody reads it. But just knowing that you did it from start to finish. I've since been blessed to be able to see like things I wrote on the shelves of Barnes and Noble and stuff like that, which never gets old for the record. Um, you know, that, that was so long ago. Okay. It's, it is, it is a, it is a, it, it is a practical application of like some, some metaphysical concepts is, is what the book is uh, uh, about. Uh, because at the time, that's the kind of content that I was putting out and writing. Now it is just sort of like ingrained and in the groundwater and I sort of like smuggle it in <laughs> when I talk about unrelated things, you know? Now you, you mentioned earlier that you started tabletop gaming at age 13. Uh, how were you introduced to it and what appealed to it? What, what appealed about it to you? 
you know, the same way that I explain it to people now who have never done it. I'm just like, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite TV show? What's your favorite movie? How would you like to live it? Um, I got introduced to riffs first from Palladium, uh, which is just got a horrific power creep problem. But the premise of it is interesting that it is this just like multi-genre thing. Like they're like with the first big riffs poster was a, an F-16 fighter jet being chased by a dragon. And I saw that picture and was sold. Um, that actually wasn't the first RPG book I ever read. When I was eight or nine for my birthday, I went to a hobby shop and I bought ninjas and super spies because ninjas and also super spies. But <laughs> I got it home and opened it and you just see all these numbers and tables and I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, this is like a computer game or something. So we actually returned it and I got a model of the Starship Enterprise from the next generation. <laughs> Years later, I bought Ninjas and Super Spies again, but that was um, when I knew what it was. So I started playing riffs. And then uh, while I was playing riffs, I have a buddy of mine who was just like a super hipster who was like, if you're gonna play a game, you gotta play the game. You gotta play Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, okay. And this is like second edition time. And he got me in uh, to, to D&D. &D. Then uh, you know, 96, 97, the world of darkness came, just landed on me like a ton of bricks because I very much was the prime demographic for that. Uh, I actually got into werewolf before I got into vampire because it was like, I can turn into a giant rage monster and throw a pickup truck, dope, you know? Um, Actually, that was 1994 uh, that, that, that we were doing that. Because I remember I, I was an exchange student in Germany, and we played uh, on the plane all the way over and all the way back. Um, no, not 1994. That's... Yeah, 1994. Wait, yeah. Around then. Um, definitely when I was an exchange student, which I'm pretty sure was 1994. Um, so... Uh... Yeah, and then just never stopped. Kept playing D&D, &D, went into 3, 3.5. Uh, I was a fourth edition refugee, so I detoured over to Pathfinder for a few years. Um, ran a Pathfinder um, campaign from level 1 to level 20 in all 10 Mythic tiers. Was a relatively late adopter of fifth edition because it was out for a couple of years, but I was like, I was so jaded by fourth, I didn't even try it till the buddy was like, you really should. It's a lot better. I realized it was. Um, started playing fifth edition again, and then uh, the rest of it you pretty much know because it kind of happened on screen. Right. That's awesome. Now, this is a question I guess I could have asked at the beginning, but uh, when you were coming up as a player, did you encounter uh, any racism? You know, here's what's wild. Even though being a black guy from Arkansas, I can count the number of times I encountered overt racism, period, on one hand. Um, but part of that is also my nature. If right. somebody is mean to me, my first assumption is they're just having a bad day. My second assumption is that person is an asshole. You know, <laughs> you, you, you got to go fairly far down the list before I get to racism. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, right. it's got it's got to be and it has happened. But also, most of my life, I was a pretty I've always been very tall. I used to be very skinny. I used to be this size and weigh 100 pounds less. So I was like Jack Skellington. Um, <laughs> So I don't know. And, and, and one other thing that helped me out is, um, you know, my last name's Walters. The sheriff's last name was Walters and he was also black. So and uh, especially once my, my mom 
remarried. Uh, she re my stepdad is the chief of the fire department. So I had firefighter plates. So there was times I'd get pulled over and I could tell the cop was trying to figure out, am I related to the sheriff? You know, am I his son? Am I is his nephew? They don't know. And of course they can't just ask. So I probably got treated better. Well, I'm certain I got treated better because of this, you know, just by a twist of fate, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, but it, and, and I'm, I'm nice. It, I, it's hard to be mean to me because I'm nice to everybody. Even when they're a jerk, I'm still nice to them, you know? So I think that's why, you know, it, it definitely happened. I definitely had questionable run-ins with cops. I definitely had, you know, some what are you doing here type reactions. But for the most part, that has not really been my main experience. That's awesome. Now, do you remember when you made the transition from player to dungeon master and which of the two do you enjoy more? So from the very beginning, when I was playing D and D, my buddy and I would go back and forth, just kind of doing it one-on-one -on -one for each other. That's why I did a whole season of a show called one-on-one uh, -on -one shots that uh, it's up on the Q times YouTube, just playing with one person. Cause that was how I played the game initially was just playing with one person. Um, so from the very beginning, people always ask me if I prefer playing or running the game and i used to say i love them both equally except i realize that given the choice i choose to be the storyteller 100 percent of the time i have never ever declined running the game in favor of playing it so i guess that's proof <laughs> you know i'm a, I'm a weighted to one side nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah when uh when did gaming transition uh, from something that you kind of did with friends to something you did as your like full-time occupation so when i first came to la on the very first movie i did i met damien poitier on the first set of the first movie and we just became fast friends mm -hmm. i introduced him to jason charles miller just somewhere along the way you know just guys hanging out type thing so Jason got in over at Geek and Sundry because he knew Felicia Day, who, after all these years, I met in person for the first time this week. We just have been in the same, we, we've been in the same ecosystem and just never met. Um, oh. So Jason got in over at Geek and Sundry, and then um, I forget the name of that of the of the show that they were doing at the time. But Jason got Damien in over at Geek and Sundry to do some stuff and then be on the show. I was still working full time at the time. And I remember distinctly thinking like, these sorry SOBs, like they wouldn't even know each other if not for me. Nobody invited me to do anything. They know I play these games, but I kept it in my heart box. I didn't say anything, you know? <laughs> but I, I was grimy on the inside, I'm not gonna lie. So uh, early 2017, so this would have been late 2016, early 2017, I guess at the time. Um, so March of 2017, Damien calls me and he's like, I got an idea for a show called Ask Your Black Geek Friend. And I was like, stop right there. I'm in because that was the kind of content <laughs> I was writing anyway. So he pitched it to me that Wednesday. We shot the pilot at Geek and Sundry that Saturday. The show was picked up. Uh, Geek and Sundry said they wanted it on Monday. That was March. The show didn't actually start till August. Oh, wow. so yeah, that was rough. That was a rough Comic-Con because I was yeah. like, mm, nobody knows. Um, <laughs> so once I was in the door, I was like, I knew I played these games, but everybody was kind of looking at me as like the host guy. 
um, yeah. until that December, I played the first game of, uh, I played the vampire for that year's Chair D20. Uh, that was the day I met Jason Carl. That was the first time he'd run a game on stream. And I knew, I was like, I'm going to show everybody what I can do. I did the costume. I did the voice. I was just like into it. And then everybody was like, oh, okay, he can do that as well. And then that was when those doors opened up. Uh, as for when, as for when I went full time, uh, I was still working all, all through here. And um, the company I was at had a big layoff uh, the summer of 2018. And I was still actively looking for a job, but I kept doing more and more things because now I had more and more time. And I just looked up one day and I was like, oh, actually, I'm kind of doing all right over here. <laughs> and so I just sort of slid into it. Uh, I think because of my kids, it would have been a long time I won't say never, but a long time before I just quit the sure thing and went head first into this. Um, right. But, you know, the, the tide kind of came in around me, such as it was. Yeah. That's awesome, though, that it worked out that way. Yeah. Everything yeah. for a reason, man. Exactly. Uh, so how exciting was it for you uh, that you got to write the D&D comic series A Darkened Wish and then bring it to life on screen for three seasons? That story that comic book which is available at barnes and noble and fine book retailers <laughs> everywhere uh was my love letter to dungeons and dragons um to get to add a link to the chain of continuity um because i've done official stuff which is you know quasi you know canonical um it's not not canonical but to have this like this will be a part of the lore of this thing i have loved so long for loved so much for so long um was huge to me i it, i still helene is my uh background wallpaper on my computer still um you know uh so th that was it was just such a gift uh, I, I i loved i loved every moment of it so much ah oh, that's amazing so let's kind of switch gears uh, just a little bit and talk about the Black Dice Society. Uh, first of all, amazing show. So if you guys have not checked that out, go ahead and head on over to YouTube and do that as soon as possible. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Where, to, where did you get the idea? Where did that come from uh, to do a campaign set in, in Ravenloft? Uh, Watsy asked me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're trying to launch... Um, uh van um ravenloft again at that time it was the height of my patreon so i was running about 35 to 40 games a month which i do not recommend and they were like we know you know D D, and you know vampires and horror will you do this for us and i was like yes yes i will <laughs> that's awesome. yeah that's what happened uh, I, I immediately knew uh, the cast I wanted. Uh, I called Mark Mir first because he's a Ravenloft super fan. Um, and I reached out to all of them. Uh, everybody said, yes, this is the one time out of the entire week that all seven of us are available. So it truly was meant to be that one window of time, um, which has made everything else hard. I mean, anytime we have to like pre-tape or do a bonus episode or something, it's like a nightmare. But uh, yeah. otherwise, uh, yeah. It's, and it was uh, same thing. They we got tapped to do it in February, but we had to wait for the PDF to come out of the book, which I think we actually got like a week before. So we we designed the characters, 
we commissioned all the art and had all of that going. So we agreed to do it in February. And the first episode was April 1st of last year. And I remember having to be like, I promise you, this is not a gag. The show is really going to start on April 1st. I was like, I'm not messing with you, you know? Turns out I've been messing with them for, you know, 53 episodes, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a prank. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. What, uh, what have been some of your favorite moments uh, on the show so far as a DM? Uh, again, not to spoil anything, because if you haven't seen it, I'm oh, very yeah. proud of what we've done there. But there's been things, things that I set up in the first episode that took like 40 episodes to pay off. Uh, I will say, if you've seen the show, the finale of the arc of when they're in the Feywild and what happens with Sibylna and how we, I knew that was coming from the very beginning. <laughs> and so when it paid off and how it paid off and no, the cast didn't know and we're all shocked and amazed that was very 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 fulfilling every time i truly surprise them especially yeah. when they look back and they're like of course that's what that meant <laughs> and i'm like i kind of said it pretty clearly but there you go i think the second thing is nora's freaking taroka deck uh -huh. that those cards are eerily accurate a hundred percent of the time and she's not faking because there's times she doesn't know and I'm like, that is literally the truth. Like that, I'm like, you should burn that deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also you also made history recently uh, when you became the dungeon master for the very first tabletop RPG show on a network when G4 began airing uh, Invitation to Party. How big of an honor was that for you? You know, same thing. It, there's not a lot of firsts left in this world. So getting to be the first to do something, and you know, that, that is an achievement for all time. Um, same thing, uh, you know, anytime between that, um, Stranger Things, you know, anytime that D&D is presented to a person for the first time and they say, I like this and I want to do this is the biggest honor to me uh so so getting to bring it not just to a cast that had never played but an audience who had never seen it uh and watching them fall in love with it uh that that was really wonderful oh well how uh, how hard was it for you to adjust uh working on a network show in comparison to let's say a show like uh black dice uh the hardest part about it was the dang breaks having to go to break every eight to 12 minutes and find a way that i could ramp up the action to keep not just the audience but the cast engaged uh during all these breaks that was difficult uh that was one of the things that i was like you guys you gotta understand just because i make this look easy it is incredibly hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, kind of backtracking to what you had mentioned a second ago, um, tabletop gaming, I mean, huge rise in popularity, uh, definitely revamping and revitalizing it. Do you have any advice uh, for people who might be interested, but they're kind of hesitant, uh, maybe about becoming a player? I mean, again, just do it, you know, just, just try it. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't hold back, you know, don't assume again, that whole, um, 
Matt Mercer effect is a myth where people are like, oh, I can't do it like Mercer does it. I can't do it like Brennan does it. I can't do it like I do it. It's like, nah, actually, no, you can't. You really can't. You really cannot do what I do. You cannot do what Mercer does. You cannot do what Brennan does. We can't do what you do. We can't tell your story. I give yeah. this speech a lot, you know, like, right, we're in the midst of the darkest timeline where people are desperate for something to feel good about. So... Yeah hiding that you know share your light in the only unique song that only you can sing and holding it in is actively harming the human race i mean like anything everybody who's good at it we all had a first time like it seems like i can do this effortlessly i've been doing it for 30 years you know and i still <laughs> look up rules or i still um you know get something wrong or make a mistake like whatever as long as you're having a good time that's the only thing that matters absolutely try it thousand percent awesome. absolutely love that um in that same vein of thought then for for players who are you know actively engaged and they want to become a, a good dungeon master. Do uh, you have any pointers or advice uh, for those guys? Uh, I just I just finished doing three webinars just right before <laughs> we, we hopped on here. And I put up, a, if you look, if you go uh, to the Demi Plane YouTube, Demi Planer, I interview a bunch of storytellers. I interview Brennan and Abria and Mercer, and we all talk about this stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things out there that I myself have done. Uh, Jenny D's put out a ton of stuff. Um, but I say more than anything, you, when you're engaging with this content, pay attention to how people are doing things. Like I tell people, ask me all the time, like, you know, how to become a writer. Because I write for film and television and comics and graphic novels and all this stuff. When you consume content, start paying attention, not just to the story and experience it as a fan, but how they do things, how they pace things, how they de describe scenes, how they describe NPCs, how they make NPCs memorable. Start trying to adapt those things to your own unique style and take the things that you don't like and don't work and figure out how you can do better. Yeah. Very, very cool. Definitely good advice. Um, do you have, I mean, are there any other projects that you're currently working on that we, we didn't mention that you want to, to kind of highlight? Uh, Legends of the Multiverse, um, which is on the D&D Twitch and YouTube at 5 o'clock on Wednesdays. 5 o'clock Pacific on Wednesdays. Uh, the first ooh, seven or eight, I think, um, episodes are up on the D&D YouTube right now. Uh, and we all have a uh, taking our turns in the DM chair. Brennan was the first two. I'm the middle, like, 16, I think. Uh, and then Todd uh, took on a few. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Awesome. Awesome. We also saw that you, you had a dice set come out at Die Hard Dice. Uh, I... Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, it's funny because I didn't really talk too much about the dice because I was hyping the webinars and I was kind of like, you know, I got to pace it. But yes, uh, my, my Mintaka dice set, uh, which are gold uh, in blue, which I think are super dope, dieharddice.com. And you can use code BDS to get 10% off. So there you go. Excellent. Thanks. And yeah, they are beautiful, guys. If you haven't seen them, definitely go check those out. <sighs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, we would both like to thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to be on the podcast. And I, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. And again, you know, uh, follow me on the Tweetograms at B. Dave Walters to keep up with all of the wild stuff I'm doing. And uh, 
congratulations to you on a successful first episode. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome back to the Slaying Your Inner Dragons podcast. Uh, To finish things up, we want to talk about uh, some of the things we've got going on the next couple of weeks and uh, throw out some of our links and things of that nature. Uh, First of all, the last time we did a podcast, we mentioned the website, but we didn't have the address. (laughs) Now I've got it, so I'll go ahead and run that down. It's podpage.com slaying or podpage.com backslash slaying minus sign your minus sign inner minus sign dragons and we're going to try to get if if you actually do the paid account on pod page they simplify that so you can you can have like slaying your inner dragons.com which is ideally what we want so uh that's the temporary one if we if we get the new one we'll we'll update you but podpage.com backslash slaying S-L-A-Y-I-N-G, minus sign your, minus sign inner, minus sign dragons for the website. We also have a Facebook group. If you do a search for slaying your inner dragons, uh, you should be able to find that. Uh, We post a lot of stuff kind of early on there. Um, So you definitely want to check that out. You find out about guests and we have links, which we'll talk about in just a second, to all the places that you can find the podcast. And um, we previewed our logo there before anywhere else and, yeah. and stuff like that. So there's a lot of real neat stuff there, and, and um, there's way more stuff to come on it. So definitely check that out. And I, I think you have some info about the networks that we're currently yeah, like Jax was saying, if you guys do check out the Facebook group, um, there's a it's either a pinned post or it's it's right up at the top yeah, it's and it's, yeah, sure. it's uh it's got all the stuff, uh, all the sites, the networks that were hosted on, and that's updated pretty much as new ones are yep. added, like almost instantaneously. Um, but we're on. You can find us on Amazon Music. Uh, big one is going to be Anchor and Spotify. Uh, if you guys are Apple users, we're on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts, too, um, and Pocket Podcasts. Uh, you can also check us out on Podvine, Radio Public, and Red Circle. And then Stitcher, it's another app uh, that you can find a, a myriad of, of podcasts on. So make sure that you're checking those out. Uh, whatever's convenient for you, uh, as far as what works for you, what you're comfortable with to listen, um, yeah. And we've also got uh, merch on the way. We, we've sent, or I sent for some kind of mock designs of what some shirts uh, would look like. And I was, I was happy kind of with how they came out, but we're definitely gonna go back to the drawing board and both come up with yeah. some new stuff and uh, we'll announce soon, uh, you know, where you can find the merch and stuff like that we're going to come up with some creative things as far as that's concerned yeah so make sure you're checking out the uh the page for that so when those those updates drop you guys will be the first to know there on on facebook and we'll if it happens to be done you know before one of the podcasts we'll release it you know maybe a snippet announcement in that too but you'll definitely be able to find all of the updates like jack said uh on the facebook page for sure 
And you might notice in some of the older episodes, if you go back and listen to them again or whatever, and in this episode, there will probably be an ad. And uh, that's something we just started. And on the older episodes, I put it right at the beginning. So if you want to just, I mean, it, it's right at the beginning. So you, it's like 45 seconds long. <laughs> and if you get past it, you never have to hear another one. For some of the longer ones, like this episode that had the interview and then the, and all the rest of the stuff, we're going to put it right in the middle. It's the same length, and uh, we just wanted you to know that was a thing. And and um, we'll try not to overload the episodes with ads if we can help it. But uh, it's something that, that helps the podcast, so we figured we would give give it a try. So just know that those are a thing, and hopefully they won't be too bothersome. <laughs> And it's, they're only like 45 seconds, guys. Yeah. So it's think of it like a little a breather because like this this episode specifically is probably going to be a lot longer than some of the other ones. Um, and depending on you know who our guests are, kind of what their what their story to tell is, uh, it could be something along the same length. So it, it's those ads are just really in there too to to give you guys kind of a little break, go get a breather, this that and the other. Not too terrible. So real quick, uh, I wanted to run down some of the other guests that we have coming on in the next uh, couple of shows. We, if you if you aren't familiar with the show, we're a bi-weekly podcast. So the next time you hear from us will be on my mother's birthday of July 31st. Yay! Um, we will have the author Terry Tucker on the show. He wrote a book called Sustainable Excellence, 10 Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. He'll be on the show to talk about the book and his pretty extraordinary life, which uh, we'll talk more about that when the, when the show happens. Yeah. And then in our Twitch spotlight, we'll have a, a longtime friend of mine, uh, Daikon, will be on the show and we'll talk about his career as a Twitch streamer, a lot of unique things that he's done. And then August 7th, uh, this is a really crazy guest that I never thought that, I, that would appear on the podcast. A four times platinum recording artist, a member of the rap group tag team. Y'all have no idea how excited I freaking am, <laughs> FYI. DC the Brain Supreme will be on August the 7th. And he's got a story that actually fits in with the podcast because even though the song went four times platinum, there is a lot more that happened behind the scenes as far as bad management causing him not to make a lot of money and kind of going from the you know that the euphoria of um you know having one of the biggest singles of all time to you know realizing that you're not going to make any money for it and it's basically a story of reaching the top hitting the bottom and coming back up again. So I really think if, if you're a fan of rap or just a fan of stories like that, you definitely want to tune in for that one. And then on the 21st of August, we have Ke Kevin Palmieri, the host of Next Level University. It's a global top 100 self-help podcast. He's had over a thousand episodes. Jeez. And um, he, he will definitely be someone interesting to talk to. And then it's September 4th, we have somebody that has actually been on some of my older podcasts, Megan Hayes. She was, 
she it was actually funny enough we talked about stranger things in the <laughs> interview that we did earlier uh, she was actually in an episode of stranger things but she's probably most famous for being in hunger games too yeah. and uh so september 4th she'll be on and then on the 18th brad ritter he wrote a book called the school of grit unlock your potential through purposeful adversity will be on as well and i forgot uh, i almost forgot on august 21st let's backtrack a little bit <laughs> After Kevin Palmieri, we're also going to have Emily Spicer on the show. Yes. And she she is a weight loss coach that actually contacted us and had some really nice things to say about the show. So I did I wrote that in at the last minute, and that's why it took me a second to. <laughs> but I, I definitely got that down, and definitely really looking forward to that interview. So, and we'll have more guest announcements to come. You can keep up with the Facebook group to find that out and and before long they'll be on the website as yeah. well so uh, yeah with i mean until october we're pretty well booked up as it is and we'll have more bonus episodes and stuff too i'm sure oh yeah uh, because it seems like a lot of people like those so <laughs> um yeah things are looking really good we'd like to thank everybody that has listened uh it seems like we're doing really well on several of the platforms we got several five-star ratings on uh apple podcasts and uh on, on spotify it seems like most people are listening to the full episodes which yeah. is really awesome and we like we appreciate every one of you that that listen and give us reviews and comment on our questions we've had several people on our spotify questions that we ask every episode that comment on those and we always appreciate that and uh, just thank every one of you for listening and, and appreciate We've gotten a lot of really awesome emails. And yeah. I don't want, I, I would be remiss not to bring those up <laughs> uh, from, you know, fans of the show or people that go through this. They may not necessarily be fans of the show, but they're people that go through a lot of the same things that both of us do. And to hear that something that either one of us did helped somebody or they or just made them feel like okay we somebody can relate to what we go through every yeah. day means the world to us and like every time that i get one of these comments or we do i mean we show you're so proud to to show them off or whatever so i mean thank you to the people that listen and have taken time out of their day to reach out to us exactly and a lot of people have said, you know, we're a pretty raw podcast. We don't really hold anything back. <laughs> I mean, to me, if you're going to hold anything back, it's just like every other podcast that's out there. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to do a self-help podcast, tell the truth. Is back. I mean, look, I have done some crappy things in my life, but... I'm honest about it and you know I'm actually working toward self-improvement or whatever and I think that's kind of the whole point of the podcast yeah and so you know whenever we get comments like that it means the world to both of us because that's the whole the whole reason that we do this podcast is to let you know that there are people out there that deal with the same things you do and let you know that we both support you 
And you posted something on the, the Facebook group a few days ago that I don't know if you want to talk about, but uh, it was just another example of that, yeah. basically. So if you want to talk about it, you uh, can. I was, I was pulling that back up. Was it the, yeah. the, the yeah. meeting? Yeah. yeah. So I, I sit there in the evenings because I have no life, really. Um, but I'll just scroll through Facebook and this, that, and the other. And where we live here in East Texas, um, there's, there's a couple of groups that I was pretty hesitant about joining just as far as, you know, the local community and this, that, and the other. But friends of mine added me to them or said, hey, you might check this out, blah, blah, blah. So I'll come across posts that, they'll, that they make. And this one specifically, it, it, it hit home for me. Uh, and I was reading some of the comments on the original page, but it's it's an Alcohol Anonymous group here in Panola County. Um, and I one of the comments a friend of mine from high school had had made was, um, at least in the area, there's there's a huge, huge unchecked problem with underage drinking and just just drinking in general. And it's not just the underage kids. It's it's a lot of folks here in this community. Um, and it's just been okay. Like, it's been made to be okay. It's just acceptable because, quote, well, it's just a redneck town and that's what you do. You just, you drink and you raise cattle. Like, that's what you do here. But it's not. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, there's a bet, there's a different way to live. And I understand having a drink here and there, you know, having a good time, getting rowdy on the weekends. But when you wake up and that's how you have to function, um, that is a problem. Yeah. And it's not to say that you're a bad person if you're going through that. You're not. Mm -hmm. You you have an issue that, yeah, it needs to be addressed for a number of reasons, mostly from a health standpoint. And a lot of people are just intimidated or they're jaded because they think, oh, well, it's a it's an alcohol, it's an AA group. I don't need to go. It's not going to help me. It might not. But you're never going to know that until you just go. You can go. You can Hell, you can go. You can miss another meeting and think you can fall off the wagon as many times as you need to. It's all about taking that first step and trying. Yep. If not for you, for find something in your life that you need to do it for. If it can't be for you, it needs to be for something. And everybody, I, you can sit there and tell me, oh, I don't have anything in my life. Yeah, you do. You, everyone has something. You might have to dig a little deeper to find it. But I promise you it's there. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to... Hell, my reason for living a lot of days is my dog and was my cat uh, before he passed away in December. I've lived for my animals. I've had Jack for 16 years. So for the last 16 years, when I do something absolutely stupid, my first thought is, well, Jesus, Amy, like, if, if something happens to you, what happens to your dog? Yeah. And for a lot of you, I know that might sound stupid, mm -hmm. but for me... That's what I have to take, and that's what I've. That's that's just what you have to do. So I did when I saw that. I was like, wow. I I you know if it rang true to me, who if it could help somebody else, let me just post it. Let me just put it there. Yeah. Um, but that to say this, if you follow the Facebook group and and you need you you saw the post and it's something you need or something that you know somebody who needs. If you if you need to reach out to me directly, if you need to reach out to Jackson directly message us you don't have to do it publicly you can message us on facebook or what have you mm -hmm. and just say hey can you help me find some more info hey i need a ride hey whatever even if it's just a talk even if you don't feel comfortable going to a meeting or talking in front of strangers if you feel more comfortable behind a screen 
we can do that too, man. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I sat through an Alateen meeting, and I don't know if you guys have ever had to deal with that, uh, but my dad drank forever. Uh, I think he has since stopped, uh, since stopped, but uh, that's for, again, a health reason, and that's only been in the last, like, eight years. So it's, you know, I'll, I'll be 38 in August. My dad's late 60s, so it, it's, he's drank every day of his life till, since he was, like, 10, right? So if you need it, if you need that help, if you need that starter, if you need a sponsor, if you need a push, if you just need someone to listen, just reach out. It's, it's hard and it's scary. And you might, you might feel like you're weak or like you're a failure for asking for help, but that's, that's so far from the damn truth. It's, yeah. it's scary. Like, and you see that. You do see that at some point, but you have to, you have to stick with it. And like I said, you can fall off the wagon as many times as you need to. It's acknowledging, hey, I got to get it together. So, yeah. And that goes not just for, you know, alcohol or yeah. drug issues. For if you have issues, I mean, somebody contacted me today with mental health issues, the yeah. same ones that I, you know, anxiety-based mental health issues, the same ones that I deal with. Like, if you, if you need somebody to talk to, we are available. Yeah. To do so just like she said and mental health issues anxiety weight issues we yeah. both you know have dealt with basically anything you're going through if you need somebody to vent to i mean if you just need somebody to listen we're there or a lot of people in the in the facebook group are there too exactly and that's the thing guys if you reach out to us and it's something that we either haven't dealt with or don't necessarily know what it is to experience that firsthand there's a solid, I'm, I'm talking 10, 10 out of 10 chance between Jax and myself, we know somebody to either put you in touch with or yeah. to talk to on your behalf to get you those, those answers or to address your concerns. Um, and it might even be something that we then spotlight because if it's not just, you're not the only one going through it. Right. I, I guarantee you that. So it's the more we can shed light on a lot of these issues that people think are not as common the more we bring to light that hey it's a it's a lot of these struggles that you think are your own they're not no. multiple people are dealing with this in every city every community so you're you're definitely not not alone in that but if we can't if we can't give you the advice directly from our experiences we know somebody who can yeah so and with that, I guess we will wrap this episode up. We will be back in two weeks with the next episode. We might have, like I said, we might throw a bonus episode um, up in, in the meantime. But uh, until then, uh, like I said, check out the Facebook group. Check us out on all these different apps. And keep, keep on the lookout on the, on the Facebook group for our merch. Uh, announcement and any other guest announcements that come or whatever and we like I said we appreciate you all so much and we will see you in two two weeks two time. weeks guys yeah on the 17th uh, 17th of July so two two Sundays from now yep or the 31st of July oh well, 31st yeah today is the 17th Duh, guys I'm tired yeah this has been a, <laughs> it's been a long week and a long day so for slaying your inner dragons, this is Jackson Malice, and we will see you in two weeks. Two weeks, guys. 
You've been listening to the Slaying Your Inner Dragons podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by Malice and Jax.